Welcome to the Mastery Over Money podcast. My name is Michael Kim, and I'm a wealth coach, future CPA, and creative at heart. My mission is to help young professionals such as yourself have mastery over your money and start living a life of financial freedom. Not only will I teach you how to save, invest, make, and maximize your money, but I'll also transform the way that you think about it. At the end of the day, money management is a skill. And when you have mastery over it, you can create anything. Are you ready? Awesome. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mastery Over Money podcast. So lately, I've been having a lot of coaching calls with my students around this topic of helping their families. It's come to a point where my students themselves, they know that they're in a pretty comfortable and they're going to be in a good financial situation. And now they can they want to start helping their family. They want to be able to support their family. And these are some of the values that they have. So in this episode, I want to share specifically what you can do to help and support your family financially. But before we get into specifically what sort of things you should do, I think it's important to figure out as to why. Why do we want to help our family so bad? Why do we have this desire? I'm speaking from my own experiences, but as a child of an immigrant, I have this extreme desire to protect and support my family because I know how much sacrifice that they made for me so that I could live a better life. So my mom's side of the family, they came from this small island called Mauritius near Madagascar, where they speak French, by the way. And they came to Canada where they literally had nothing. They didn't have any real estate property. They had to leave all of their businesses behind back in Mauritius. So they truly started from scratch. My mom's family lived in this teeny tiny apartment. And my mom worked at Burger King part-time while going to school to fund for her own education until she got a job as a nurse. And to this day, my mom is in her mid-50s, and I still watch her go to work as a nurse, do overtime in this, you know, COVID situation, do graveyard shifts, and come back home driving from Toronto to Mississauga at like 3 a.m. And she does all of this to provide for her family. On my dad's side of the family, they follow a very similar story, except they came from Korea. And to this day, my dad is in his 60s, and he's climbing towers and climbing ladders to provide internet for in remote areas. That's what he does for his business. And so I look at my parents, (laughs) and I just think, damn, they are fucking hard workers. And I don't take their sacrifices for granted. And I think it's because of this 
and I love them, <laughs> that I really want to help and I really want to protect them and make sure that they are okay. And I'm sure you feel the same way too. Your parents sacrificed so much for you so that you could live a better life, so that you can have more opportunities. And I know that you want to help and support and give back to them too. So this episode is for your family. And I think you might be thinking, oh, like I really want to help my family, but I don't have enough money to help them. I can't just give them $10,000 or $100,000 to help my family. And I want you to know that helping your family financially doesn't have to mean giving them money. In fact, the three tips that I'm going to share with you today has nothing to do with giving money to your family. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing three things that you can do to help support your family financially. I don't know if you can relate, but growing up, my mom was constantly nagging us. She would constantly say, Stop spending money, save more money, put your money away, and, you know, just constantly nagging. And I don't know if you've noticed that nagging doesn't really work. And the reason why it doesn't work is because there's no context. Why should I stop spending money? Why should I be saving more money? If this was like a legal argument, <laughs> if you're trying to argue that I should save and spend less money, you have no argument points. You have not convinced me one bit as to why I should save more money or spend less money. So obviously, nagging doesn't work. And that is the reason why advice doesn't work as well. Advice is the same thing as nagging, except in a nicer tone. You're telling people what to do. But if you tell people what to do without any context as to why, why should they spend this much? Why should they save this much? Then they're not going to do it. They're not actually going to implement any of it. So instead, you need to educate Let's use the same example. You're a parent and you have some kids and you want to you want to help them learn how to save and spend more money. An example of something that you can do is let's say you give them an allowance of $10. And you and now you have to let them choose whether they should spend that $10 or save it. If they spend it now, they'll only be able to afford, I don't know, like McDonald's. But then if they save it and spend it later, let's say, you know, a year or two later, now they're going to be able to spend it on, let's say, a new game or whatever. <laughs> and this teaches them invaluable life skills that they'll be able to use for the rest of their life. You didn't have to nag or tell them what to do because they're going to learn on their own from the lessons and experiences that you give them. 
I use the same method when coaching my clients. I don't tell them what they should do. I never tell them, hey, invest your money here and save $10,000 this month. I never tell them what to do because it doesn't work. Instead, I educate them. So let's say I want to help my clients save and spend their money more wisely. What I'm not going to do is tell them, hey, stop spending money and save more money. Instead, what I do with my clients is that I help them create a plan where they can see how much money they're currently spending and saving. And then they get to see what their life will look like in the next five to 10 years if they were to stay in this exact same situation. And oftentimes, they're like, oh my God, this is horrible. One of my students was getting Uber Eats almost every single day. And then when we looked at his plan, he realized that he wouldn't be able to achieve any of the financial goals that he had for himself. He wouldn't be able to buy that condo that he really wanted in five years. He wouldn't be able to buy a car in the next two years if he continued to live this way. So then he was like, oh shit, maybe I should maybe not do Uber Eats every single day and maybe just like once a week. And and the beauty about this is that I didn't have to tell them anything. I I wasn't like, "Mm, maybe you should stop getting Uber Eats every day. He came to this conclusion himself. And because he came to this conclusion himself and no one is forcing him to do anything, he actually followed through with it. He actually did it. As a financial coach, my job isn't to tell you exactly what you should do. My goal is to guide you to whatever is the best financial decision for you. Okay, so the second tip to support your family financially is to facilitate money conversations. I believe that all financial problems were just minor mistakes that had been hid under the rug for a very long time. It's kind of like if you have eggs and you leave it hidden in the fridge for like many years, eventually it's going to start to smell. And I've noticed that the reason why a lot of immigrant families have financial problems is because they believe that money is taboo. Money should not be talked about. Money is something to be feared. And for that reason, those little financial mistakes that they make can become big financial catastrophes. This is exactly what happened with my family. My family, my parents made some normal financial mistakes that was hid under the rug for many, many years. Until eventually the problems got so big, started to smell so bad, until people started calling our house saying that they needed their money. All of this happened because there was a lack of communication. If they had just talked about it clearly, wide in the open, they could have taken measures to get rid of these problems before it grew. 
But you know, hindsight 2020, there's no point dwelling in the past. The best thing that you can do is to learn from the past and to take different action moving forward. So when I came back from university, I went to university in, at Western University in London, Ontario. Once I moved back home, I took it upon my responsibility to facilitate these money conversations with my family. I had to ask my mom, I had to ask my dad, I had to ask my sister to come to the dinner table, sit down and talk. Talk about money, talk about what we plan for our lives, where we want to be, what is our current financial situation and do we need help? In this conversation, I was talking to my mom and she told me that her investments weren't doing so good. Her investments were in like 1% or 2% GICs, which are guaranteed investment certificates, which are not great investments when you want to grow your portfolio. Because 1% to 2% per year is not even going to cover the cost of inflation. And so she asked me to help her manage her own investments. And so I worked with her. And now I'm helping to manage her investments. And the two years that I've been helping her manage her investments have already exceeded all of the returns that she got when she was invested in GICs for the past 10 years. This is an example of how you can support and help your family. And it isn't just me. My students have been able to help their families as well with the knowledge that they learned from working with me through the Plant Your Money program. Because when working with me, I just don't tell my students what to do. I actually educate them. I teach them the skills of how to effectively manage their money. And as I talked about before, the good thing about skills is that once you learn it, you can apply it to any situation. One of my students was able to help his parents make retirement decisions. He sat down with his parents and facilitated a money conversation, and he was able to help guide their decisions on what they should do in order to prepare for retirement. How much money should they be saving? Where should they be putting their investments? And he was able to do all of this because he learned the skills of effectively managing his money. Okay, and the last thing that you can do to support your family financially is to set an example of what's possible. One of my students is in a very comfortable financial situation. He grew a six-figure business, and then he hired me to help him manage both his business finances and his personal finances. And now he is able to do the things that he's always wanted to do. He's able to go traveling if he wants to go traveling. He's able to buy a washing machine without feeling constrained or guilty on spending on a f new fancy washing machine. He's able to do everything that he wanted to do. And because he was so happy, he wanted to share 
how he was able to do this with all of his loved ones, with his family, with his siblings. He wanted to share this knowledge with them. But the thing is, when he tried to share this knowledge with his brother, his brother wasn't reciprocal. His brother instead was like, why are you telling me what to do? Who are you to tell me what to do? And he came to me and he he was like really bothered by this. All I want to do is to help my brother who is struggling with his financial situation. And what I told him was a hard lesson that I had to learn as well. I told him that you can't help people who don't want to be helped. You know, you can be the best teacher, you can be the best educator, you can be the best coach. But if someone doesn't want to learn from you and they don't have an open mind to change what their current situation is, there's nothing that you can do. So instead, what I said to him is to set an example of what's possible when you have financial freedom. Because eventually, he's going to have a multiple six-figure business. And he's going to be able to live wherever he wants in the world. Live this amazing life. And eventually, one day, his brother is going to look at his financial, his own financial situation and realize, how can I have that? How can I create that life? And that's when he will be open to accept your help. I faced a similar situation with my sister. When I was back in university, I saw my sister who had a job and she was, you know, struggling to spend and save money. And I would tell her, oh, you should do this. You should do X, Y, Z. You should do this and that. But she didn't listen to me. Because... Who would listen to someone who doesn't have what you have? I, was, I wasn't working full time. I didn't have the amount of money that she, she wanted to save. And I accepted that. But what I wanted to do is to set an example for her of what is possible. So in 2019, when I graduated school, I was so good at my finances. I saved around twenty to $30,000 in one year. I invested all of my money, made thousands of dollars through investing. And then, when, and then once I achieved these results, she was like, oh, can you tell me how you did that? Like, <laughs> can, you, can you show me how to do that? And that's when I was like, yeah, sure, I can, I can help you with that. Right, But the thing is, if someone is not open and willing to learn, and they don't want to learn, you cannot help someone who doesn't want to be helped. But what you can do is to show them what is possible. How amazing life can be when you don't have to worry about your personal finances. How amazing life can be when you have the money and the abundance to go travel and live and do whatever you want. That is the greatest 
gift that you can give to your family and your friends to show them what is possible. And once they are willing and open to receiving your help, that's when you can help them. So I'm sure you can see that learning how to manage your personal finances is more than just about you. Because when you know how to manage your finances, that means you have the power and the ability to help others. You have the power to educate others, not just tell them what to do. You have the confidence and the ability to facilitate money conversations so that you can solve the small mistakes that people make before they become big problems. You can also set an example of what's possible so that you can inspire your own friends and family to work towards and achieve a life of financial freedom. And this is what I hope that I'm doing for all of you as well. This is why I share my experiences and my personal finance journey so that I can inspire you and show you what is possible. So if you're someone who wants to not only take care of yourself, but you also want to be that pillar of support for your family so that you can help, so you can give back to them, so that you can support them, then you got to join the Plant Your Money program. It's a 12-week one-on-one coaching program with me where I teach you how to have mastery over your money. I teach you all of the money management skills that you need to create the life that you want so that you can use these skills and apply to any situation to help other people, to help the people that you care about. So if you want help with this, then shoot me a DM on Instagram at Michael Lee Kim and say that you're interested in working with me. You can also go to the link in the show notes to book a free 30-minute consult call with me. The purpose of the call is to figure out exactly what are your biggest obstacles when it comes to your personal finances and what your financial goals are and how we can work together to get you there. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you can use this knowledge not only for yourself, but for everyone that you care about. Thank you so much for listening to the Mastery Over Money podcast. If you found any value with this episode, share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. Also, if you want to share your appreciation for this podcast, feel free to give it a review on Apple Podcasts as this helps me reach and help more young professionals such as yourself. That's it for today and I'll chat with you next week.